Hi folks, I have no content warnings, so any content warnings that come up happen, I guess, as they, they happen, um, but it's a letters show and I've pre-read the letters and so we're, we're good there, it's fine. Also of note is we tend to swear a lot. We do. At the animals. Yes. Who are often in need of swearing at. It's true. And that is the final warning is that we have animals, including one asshole of a cat. I'm looking at you, Sergei. <laughs> who, uh, who ran around outside today and would not let me catch him. And then, you know, just being Sergei, you jerk. So, hi. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 275. I'm tired. Are you tired? Uh, probably not as tired as you are. You, you seem very, very tired. It's, uh, yeah, it, it was, um, so last week, as, as everybody knows, I was recording literally in between finishing up all things open and packing to go to World Fantasy Con. And then I came back after an arduous return flight, which had me delayed for what, like an extra four hours in Atlanta? Yep. And then straight to work yesterday and today, uh, all of which has been very uh, intensive on my brain. And, you know, it's sort of like I was on for six days straight and then uh, work and then uh, and I have to be sort of on for some period of time this weekend while I'm at World Fantasy Con or not World Fantasy Con. I already did World Fantasy Con while I'm at WindyCon. For the board meeting of the Dorsai regulars. Yep. Um, but the other good news is um, the thing I was talking about that I was celebrating my success for a couple weeks ago was finally announced. I have gotten a promotion. Woo! Uh, I have peer reviews and I have a lot of support from my manager who also got a promotion, which was pretty awesome. And my former manager who also got a promotion. Um it was, uh, it, there's a money advance, and uh, to celebrate my success, I bought myself a good chair. I am now the proud owner, and I'm currently sitting in a Secret Labs Titan 2022 Witcher Edition chair. And the only reason I got the Witcher Edition chair is because the Charizard Edition chair is not available in the U.S., and there do not appear to be any plans to make it available in the U.S. I mean uh, priorities. I mean, uh, and so this is this is this chair is amazing. I love this chair. Uh, I am now a convert to Secret Labs. I'm afraid, but uh, I, I've been looking at them and evaluating and lusting after one for a good three or four years now. So this was just like yay. I have worked really hard and uh it's time to celebrate with a little retail therapy and that therapy is also good for my back because man the lumbar pillow on this and the neck pillow on this oh man i i regret that that we live in a society where uh does not destroy your your physical body is a form of celebration but i mean well, when we but also it's a Witcher chair. So. Yeah, I mean, how many? And you know, when you think, when I think about it, I'm like, how many chairs have I bought in the last couple of years? Just in general, I know I I had one, and then I replaced it. I think around the time I started, not this job, but the job before, and then I, that chair literally broke while ah, I yes. was sitting in it working. 
So I had to go out and buy like an emergency replacement. This thing, I just, just, it seems so hardcore in terms of construction. <laughs> I am, I, my only regret is it doesn't come with, uh, I can't get it with the, uh, the longer, um, uh, uh, piston that I like. Uh, and I haven't taken the one out of my old chair yet. Uh, the, the architect school stool piston, um, to see if it fits. I don't think it does because this uses a, a slightly different form factor on it. On the other hand, that just means my desk is lower. And when I want to sit stand, I just push the button to raise the desk up, which is getting precarious now because the, uh, fourth monitor is, if I'm not too careful with raising it up is right under the ceiling fan blades. That is a problem. So I have to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I may scoot them down a little bit so they're, they're not as high up, but, uh, I mean, as it stands, I, I have hit what I believe is an optimal work, workspace for me. So, uh, and I'm really happy with it. Yay! I have a monitor with chicken, with the chicken cam machine on it. So I can look at that. I have a monitor with an Apple TV on it. And then I have two monitors on the lower level, one that is dedicated to work and one that switches between work and not work. So, and I love a dual monitor setup. So it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. Um, yeah. So my week has been all, uh, appearances and, uh, I'm, looking forward to being home for a stretch afterwards. Oh yeah. 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 I bet. Uh, and then, yeah. And no, then, I'm looking forward to being home for a while myself. Yeah. Travel Palooza for me will be over until January. Uh, I'll still be working on Magfest things heading into it and my regular job. So yeah, but apparently I'm rocking and rolling on my regular job. And if I can keep up the, the work, uh, I'm going to be really pleased with how we, how everything turns out. That's fantastic. So that's me. That's my big update. Um, hello, Orange Cat. And Hound, why are you barking? All the chickens got put away. They're all the chickens good. got put away. Um, admittedly, I uh, only, like, I finally went in and tried to pick up one of the, uh, one of the Furies. And uh, she reacted with her name. Uh, at first, she was very upset. And then she bit me. And then she discovered that if she doesn't bite me, I will scratch her under her chin. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, and uh, I went to scratch a, a bantam cochin under the chin and she freaked out. And I realized that in the, the dark of the coop, that was not Barbarian who likes it. It's Tarkus who was just not happy with this whole process. So they, they miss me. I didn't get to spend much time with them over the last week and a half. No, no, absolutely. You know. And so uh, when everybody else is like, maybe you need to go outside and touch grass, I go outside and I touch chickens. Which is much better than grass. I, in a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hey, you've, you've, been, uh, you've been doing your own set of appearances and still... Uh, today you got edits done and... Yeah, I, I was the Toastmaster at the convention mm -hmm. and I had a book signing uh, and all the panels. So did a whole bunch of stuff there, came home, took a day off because death. Yeah. And also it was, you know, the election, which I watch 
intently. Mm-hmm. And uh, then today I I hadn't actually dealt with my email while I was in in New Orleans, so yeah. there were you know. Oh, over 200 waiting for me. And so I dealt with all that, and I had copy edits that had to go out. Uh, so I did all that. And go you. Then uh, one of the big things about cons, uh, uh, about a con like this one, it's a professional networking opportunity. Oh, yeah. And uh, which is, I mean, people... People get hung up on the value of cons as professional networking opportunities. Like if you're a no, if you're an unpublished author, you're not just going to get a book deal at the con. That's that's not really how that works. But uh, and and if you're going to cons thinking that will happen, um, please save yourself some misery. Right. But that said, uh, if you already know it's usually if you already know people in the industry it can be useful to meet face to face and do the uh the you know the the thing where it's like oh yeah i remember i kept wanting to tell you a thing and then i didn't actually email you because i got distracted by life kind of thing that and when that's an editor who may be wanting to buy your stuff that's that's important yes yeah, uh, very important and had a great you know chat with my with my editor uh, at tor and, and uh, your editor at nightfire uh well she's the same person that's uh, fair and uh so it was great it was you know a lot of uh uh how i want to see this one thing and this other thing and this thing and so one thing I had to do today as well in dealing with my email was send her all of the things that we <laughs> talked about. And uh, so, which is good. I, I am delighted to send them to her. That is, that is, you know, it, it is great. But it does take effort when you're talking about, do you have this one manuscript that we talked about briefly? I have to find it. I have to do a quick scroll through it to make sure it's the right thing, you know. I have to send it to her with a note saying, this is the one thing that we talked about that has this thing and this other thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I have to do that like five times. And since you're having to read, you know, up to 20,000 words a piece, it's, uh, it's, it, it takes some work. But yes, I got all that done. I got the copy edits done. I'm, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling yeah. productive. Uh, tomorrow, I would like to actually write some words. But Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I have... Things to do, things I have to get through tomorrow, and then... Anyway, um, yeah, my microphone stopped doing what my microphone was supposed to do, so, um, yeah, fix that. And uh, anyway, I have, like I was saying, I have things to do tomorrow, and then I'm flying out not too late, not too early on Friday, and then I will be home Monday, and honestly, I just have, like, my entire WindyCon, in terms of things that I have to do, uh, is, like two business meetings for the Dorsai, and I have the rest of the time free. It feels really weird to be flying to Chicago for that, but I'm also gonna, you know, like, sneak in a, a D&D game with some friends who I don't get to see in person often, and, uh, you know, other things, so. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Other things I'm looking forward to is uh, reading your letters, and I have them right here. So let me get those queued up and we will be right back after this. Woo. 
have water. I was, I was getting a little dry. So how dry I am, how dry I am. Okay, never mind. Why am I picking up my, my, my notepad with, with the names of all the people for the letters and not clicking on my email to get the actual letters? I, all right. I have no explanation for these things. Yes, well. Um, all right, so first of all, I have a letter here from, let me, oh, I have to rearrange my desktop a little bit for things. Uh, there we go. A letter from Sharon. Um, this is from our last letter show. Um, the Corn Palace is on the way to the Badlands and Custer State Park, both of which are magnificent places to visit. Also, if you're going on a cheese tour of Wisconsin, yeah, we'd love that. Uh, okay. You should really stop at the House on the Rock. Yes, um, I kept, I, I want to go there. I've never gone there, but I know of it. Yes. Um, uh, I visited, visited it with my dad long before I ever read American Gods, and it was with unspeakable delight that I encountered Neil Gaiman's extremely accurate description. I don't think he uses the phrase haunted as fuck, but it would be accurate. <laughs> I can't recall if you've discussed the House on the Rock before on Productivity Alchemy, or maybe on an episode of KUEC, but for anyone unfamiliar... Imagine taking a tour through a wealthy hoarder's warehouse complex, nominally arranged as a museum, except nothing has any labels and everything smells like old pizza. You start in his avant-garde home, which is shaped like a spaceship hanging out over a cliff and is the most normal part of the attraction. <laughs> there are many battered cases of self-playing instruments. There are hundreds of dolls and carousel horses. There are small planes. There are cases and cases of incredibly questionable jewels, which purport to have belonged to various European monarchs. There is, of course, a concession stand, thus the ever-present ghost of pizza. <laughs> I assume there are human sacrifices being performed somewhere in the building. Makes sense. Yeah. Returning to the issue of moving books and boxes, I have two preferred book boxes, one of which is widely available. The UPS large flat rate boxes are 12 inches by 12 inches by 5.5 inches. Y'all are going to have to do your own conversion to, to metric. Um, they fit 10 to 15 books each, and unless your books are made of lead, it is nigh on impossible to load them so heavily that a person of average upper body strength can't lift each one comfortably. It may be technically against the law to pick up flat rate boxes without mailing them, so my official advice is to collect them from friends who get a lot of care packages. If one is comfortable carrying about 40 pounds, I recommend getting croissant dough boxes from your local Costco. These are the heaviest cardboard of all the baked goods supply boxes, often have handles punched out on the short sides and fit about 30 hardbacks in one. I use wow. these to pack up the book pull at work every week, and they're easy to fill and easy to stack. And I guess that means you uh, you have a whole bunch of croissant dough, which may not necessarily be a bad thing, right? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I will keep those in mind and filed away for the next time I'm helping someone move, because I have no intention of moving anytime soon. Indeed. Yes, thank you, Sharon. Um, from Anna. Um, hi, Kevin and Ursula. First, I'm kind of amazed that I listened all the way through the five-hour Dino episode. I almost skipped it, decided to put it on in the background, and found myself captivated. I moved quite a bit in my 20s and 30s, and my family moved every three to five years when I was growing up, so mostly I found myself nodding along with the advice. However, there were a few things I planned to adopt when I moved to a larger house sometime in the next few years. Thanks! One tip for sourcing boxes that I wanted to share for the podcast listeners is your local library. Libraries get shipped books pretty frequently and in boxes made of thick cardboard that are not too large. 
I'm a woman of somewhat average strength and I have no trouble lifting and carrying even the largest of the book boxes from our main supplier, Gobi, formerly Yankee Book Peddler. They're also packed with a lot of paper that I reuse for wrapping dishes and other kitchen things. At my library, we hang onto the boxes for any of the staff to use, and I've given boxes to friends and family who needed them. I'd much rather they go to someone who could use them than straight into a recycling bin. I like that idea. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, yeah. Um, from Star. Uh, I remember there used to be an option with badges to check badges I have missed. I can't find it anymore. I thought it was in badges. the badges drop-down where all badges are was a badges I don't have or, or something like that. Um, so they made some changes to the plugins that I use for badges, and I've been looking around for newer ones to migrate to. I think this, much like the wording on the claim badge, um, which now says uh, activity codes on the main page, is part of that. Um, I had to do a big sort of overhaul when... Um, the widgets started breaking because a lot of those were set up in like WordPress 4 and we're on WordPress 6.1 now. So yeah, it's, it's a thing. I've been, I've been hearing some other odds and ends about it. <clears throat> so is, I'm, I'm working on is it. Is that an example of technical debt? Technical debt was, yeah, when I, uh, when I did the, when I hadn't touched a lot of those configs, like the themes and things for a while, and it was just upgrading. And then when I went to fix one thing, I ended up having to redo the entire thing. Um, rough day, rough day. Um, but Hey, it, it was fixed. It, it all works again. That was the important that's, thing. That's really the important yeah. thing. And I need to go check on last week's badge cause I'm getting a report. It's a little wonky too. So there's that. All right. From under Pope. Um, thanks for interviewing DM Gay. As an occasional writer of horror comedy myself, it's nice to hear the field validated. I just read her first book, which made me laugh out loud, and I will definitely be reading the rest of her books as soon as possible. Uh, I gotta say, the, um, the, the most recent one about the, uh, the demonic bake sale, uh, which I guess is same universe, but different characters, was hysterical, and I loved it. So that, that was me. Yeah, no, thank you, Under Pope. Um, all right, from A.G. Wolf. Uh, if you guys are up for it, you should totally start up KUEC again. You don't need to do the food that kills your stomach anymore. I don't think it was really about the food when it comes down to it anyways. People just love listening to you all sitting around the kitchen talking about random crap. I find myself sometimes wishing I could sit around your kitchen with you talking about random crap. Ha-ha. Shepard and I have occasionally talked about doing, you know, uh, uh, Shepard and Ursula talk about ecology, uh, but that would require Kevin like editing another podcast and also sitting around a table with us talking about grasses. And I don't know if if he has the the spell slots. I, I yeah, that's that's one of the things. Like uh, KUEC was kind of low effort on the editing. Basically, we recorded it, and I said fuck it and posted it. Um, I think after um, after Hidden Almanac and the insane amount of editing that went into each like five minutes, um, and uh, and this one, which is a lot of you know raw recording and some basic editing, uh, this one is sort of the sweet spot. I I don't know 
Um, I'm thinking about it. Let me get through Travel Palooza and Magfest yeah, first. Yeah, absolutely. Th this is you know, this is not a, a, a plus time sensitive. Yeah. Plus, there's also um, uh, some thoughts around Kevin and Dino talk shit. <laughs> uh, which you know, like we could sit down once a month, record for five hours, and then release it as parts one through four or whatever. <laughs> um, so we'll. Uh, but yeah, I'm saving kind of that sort of thing for 2023. Um, and after MAGFest, because right now my big rock, um, after the con this weekend, uh, outside of work is MAGFest and it is a lot of work and I'll be talking more about that. I'm sure as we go, um, all right. Uh, from Deer Blah. I hope I'm saying that right. Deer Blah. Yeah. Um, Someone may, and this is again about, uh, this is from the Cindy Sperry moving episode. Someone may have already mentioned this in relation to Apple AirTags and the stocking possibilities. Yeah, no, it is. There are a lot of stocking possibilities with them. Um, if you have an Android, you can get an app called AirGuard, which runs in the background and scans for AirTags or other Find My Device apps that might be tracking you. It was created by part of the Technical University of Darmstadt, Germany, and is part of a project on privacy and views on tracking. And I will link to that app because I, I think, yeah, one of the, the, if you have an Apple device and there's an air tag on you that isn't registered to you, it will tell you. Um, but that's good. Yeah. But again, there isn't like an equivalent for, um, uh, for Android. Uh, in, in my case, it's actually been, I, I have air tags on all my luggage and my backpacks and like, Monday when my flight was delayed and then my luggage was not coming off onto the thing. I'm like, you know, the air tag in my travel bag, my checked luggage. It's like, okay, I know it got here. I know it's out on the tarmac. It just hasn't made it into the building yet. So while everybody else is like, where's my bag? Did my bag get here and all that? I'm just looking at it going, they're unloading. I can chill. Right. It was just time consuming. Um, but yes, no, uh, if, you know, if you have or know people with air tags or you just want to, you know, getting that app from the, uh, play store for your Android device would be really handy. I will link it in the show notes. There uh, is, there's nothing so useful that yeah. it cannot be turned into a bad thing. Uh, yeah, I know it's, that's like a constant. Uh, let's see. What do we have here from Sarah? Um, I ha uh, this is from last uh, from two weeks ago. The the episode with uh, Blothar. Um, I had to pause the episode to write down ADHD. It's kind of like alcoholism. It's a disease you can get yelled at for having. What a validating quote. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, no, that one that one is kind of going into is going into my toolkit because it is so true. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it was such a great discussion. I, I hope those of you who haven't listened to it yet and are just listening to the letters episodes, uh, you know, get to it soon because it was really good. Um, all right. Tierlin in reference to episode 183. Yes, yes. I know I'm way behind. <laughs> Catching up now, and I just wanted to write in about Terry Gant from episode 183. He was an absolute delight to listen to, full of positive energy and a joy for his work that was inspiring. I wish I had half his people reading skills. It would make my job much easier. Please send along my compliments if you can. You know, I might have to make a field trip while I'm in Chicago. 
and visit Terry. <laughs> um, P.S. I think I have the link to schedule a follow-up interview with you. I'm waiting until we get our high-speed internet installed, hopefully later this month, so our conversation might ac actually be comprehensible. Take care and talk with you soon. I'm excited, Tierlin. Um, Absolutely. Was, you know, and it was good seeing you at Anthrocon. Um, yay. And our last letter. Man, we, we, are, we are burning through them. Yep. Um, okay, this is about last week's episode. Um, and my interview with Scott Gatz, who was just so good. Um, I really liked this episode. And the point that queer people have been, f been having fulfilling and joyful lives in all kinds of places forever and ever is a solid one. I grew up in western Iowa in the 90s, in a district represented by Steve, I have close personal friendships with Nazis, King, Ugh. where a noticeable majority of my classmates went to this, that, or the other fundamentalist Christian church, and I still knew of several queer families, including a polyamorous triad living in my county. The first out trans person I ever met went to my grandma's extremely non-fundamentalist church, also in small town southwestern, or southern Iowa. Obviously, that's a narrative that's rather complicated by the fact that these are all white people living on Iowa tribal land, but I feel pretty confident that there were queer people in the little town in Shropshire my ancestors came from as well, and some of them definitely had happy lives. And I think that's one of the, the things I really liked about talking to Scott. I mean, he is about awareness, and he is about, um, you know, uh, rights for LGBT. LGBTQIA plus folk, um, queer folk, uh, but it's not like it, he's like, I just want, we just want to live our lives, you know? Um, I, th I think you, you see an evolution of this in, uh, in writing where mm -hmm. at first, if you, had a queer character in a book, it had to be the torment about them being queer, and the whole book had to be about that. And eventually <laughs> it gets to a point where, uh, obviously I am as straight as a straight thing, but I'm going to guess that all of my queer, well, a lot of my queer readers would really just like a book where they get to save the world or fight the monster, and the whole narrative is not about... Uh, coming to grips with queerness and whatnot. Like, I mean, sometimes you just want to fight the damn monster. And I think that's the that was one of the things I liked about the latest Paladin book was that they're gay. Okay, whatever. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't a tormented over it. It was much more of a does he like me? Does he like me? Your classic Ursula slow. Will you just get it on already, burn? <laughs> um, so, you know, that was... I, I, I appreciated that, and I am about as straight as you can get. I dude, think the, so, yeah. the... What I compare it to often is... Uh, uh, you remember the movie Brave? Yes. Oh, yes. I really wanted to like that movie so much. And it was a fine movie. It, it, it's a perfectly good movie. Mm -hmm. But the... There was so much hype about, you know, this is Pixar's first female protagonist and whatnot. And it was the old, you know, I can do anything I want. It doesn't matter that I'm a girl thing. And, like, that is a very important story. And certainly it's a very important story for kids. And I am obviously not the target audience. But it, it would have been nice 
to you know have the story where i could you know the the it was just like of course that's what you want with it it couldn't just be the story where the female hero goes out and and slays dragons it has to be a dealing with sexism story and i'm just it, it's not that i'm over it cuz it's one of those things that will always be with us and we shouldn't get over it because you know that way lies all kinds of it's just there's so many stories we can tell that don't have to be fundamentally about identity because while those are super important stories, sometimes I just want to sit down and have the character solve the murder or kill right, the dragon. Right, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I'm saying this badly because I'm tired. Well, no, but I, I think um, <laughs> a, a classic illustration of that, of you, of what you want to see is how you wrote Harriet. Harry, there, there's no, you're a girl, you can't do this. Harriet is like, I'm going to go fucking do it. And she just does. I, I mean, there was a lot of your 12, you can't do this, right, which, which I is, feel is a is, different story. That's but yes. a different story than you can't do that, you're a girl, and haha, I'll show you. Right. Right. Um, but one of the things I, I liked about Harriet was it wasn't an issue that you're a girl. It was more an issue, you're 12, I'm not sure about, well, there you went and did it anyway. Um so yeah, and there are other, uh, there are many other stories like that. So it's uh, it's a thing. Um, all right, let's see. That's everybody. Um, thank you, Sharon, Anna, Star, Underpope, uh, Ag, uh, Deerblah, Sarah, and Tierlin for writing in. And you know what? We will be right back after this. First and foremost, I wish to thank, uh, once again, Sharon, Anna, Star, Underpope, A.G., Deerblah, Sarah, and Tierlin for writing in. Absolutely. I love getting your letters, and you know what? You can, uh, we'll, we'll tell you how you can send your own comments in soon enough. In the meantime, we have a word. We do. Word, word, word. Our word for this week. The... Uh, activity code, the badge code is NOLA, N-O-L-A. As in New Orleans. Yes. Louisiana, as in where we were for World Fantasy Con. Yes. Where we ate some truly unbelievable Oh my God, meals. some amazing things. Yes. So amazing. The, the food in New Orleans. I mean, it's, as somebody said, it's not that the food is necessarily it's not that the top end of the food is necessarily higher than the top end of food elsewhere but the floor is, the ceiling is not higher but the floor is so much higher right yeah it's we, so hard to get a bad meal in new orleans we had the most amazing po'boys on like in a dive at, outside the tour off the far end not the touristy end but the other end of bourbon street right 
Oh my god, so good. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, that's just New Orleans. Love it. Uh, so yeah, uh, that was where we were, and that's the badge code, and you can go to productivityalchemy.com, look on the sidebar for where it says activity code, and you can enter N-O-L-A, and you will get a badge. Um, I need to go and fix last week's badge, because apparently it isn't applying properly, uh, as I have been informed by one of my, uh, badge collect one of my hardcore badge collectors so uh if you <laughs> I are love that you have hardcore badge i collectors. i think it's hysterical um and and, awesome yes and there's the how-to and i don't know if there's a, a way to see what badges you already have or don't have um but that's you know, but it's there. I know you can see the ones you already have. I don't know uh, about filtering for just the ones you don't have. So, yeah. Excuse me. The we tire are, just caught up with me. Yes, uh, yeah. hopping around time zones during daylight savings time is... is. Yeah, my, my body is like, let's go to bed. I'm like, it's 7.30, and my body's like, and, your point? Um, so... Yeah. yeah, go get a badge. Go get a badge. While you are at Productivity Alchemy, you can do all sorts of other things. There are other links you can click. You can find out more about us. You can read show notes. You can listen to past shows. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. There's, there's a, all, a contact link. There's a contact a form link. where you can send in your... Uh, your letters. There's you can comment on past episodes, and I will often read them on air. Do send in your letters and yes. uh, and comment. Kevin Kevin loves these these yes. things. There are even links to social media places where I cross post episodes. Uh, although I think I need to update it for Mastodon um, because I don't know if I ever set that one up. Okay. Well, yeah, we will keep that in mind. Yes. Uh, there is, however, one link upon the website that you should not click it is the forbidden link the forbidden link yes it, it says support and it has links to a patreon and it has links to a kofi and unless you're a hardcore badge collector you don't need to go to either of those places um yes there is a i bought kevin a coffee badge that you get the code for when you support me on kofi but that is not a, that should not be your reason for giving me money. In fact, um, you shouldn't give him money or me money. No, we're great. I I just got a raise. Yeah, um. seriously. No, we're, we're doing fine. Uh, there are lots of people who could use it, and we would much prefer you give it to them. Mm -hmm. uh, this week, for example, uh, very shortly, there is going to be a runoff election in Georgia, so far as I know, between Warnock and Walker. Uh, give money to the 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 good one. I'll I'll find links. Yes, for, they, they, yes. Uh, runoff campaigns are not cheap, and you have to keep campaigning and stuff. And yep. it is it is very important that they get out the the vote and the polls and all that good stuff. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Kick them, kick them some right. love. And if you are not feeling the need to contribute to that which we recommend. Uh, you can always give money to Trans Lifeline, a support network uh, by trans people for trans people. Um, they're doing very important work, and we are constantly supporting them. Yes, we absolutely. They are, they are a fantastic organization. Give them some mm -hmm. love. Yeah. And that's it for this week. I'm looking forward to next week. I have...
of an interview with a listener next week. And um, I've got, uh, let's see, coming up later on as we get into December, um, I have some I'm really excited about. So um, You're excited about all of them. I am. I really am. As a matter of fact, I uh, was scheduling, uh, making a schedule for someone to do a recording in January, um, which may very well air in January. We'll see how the, uh, how the scheduling goes. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where we're at. And, uh, you know, thank you all for listening and you know what, go out there and do your best to stay productive, whatever that may look like. And I think part of my being productive tonight is going to be sleeping. That's, that's a very important form of productivity. I could clean this chair all the way back and maybe sleep in it. You have a bed, dear. That's fair. <laughs>